0: Bear-naked. Bear-naked, Bear-naked. Bear-naked. ABCs welcome to the Bear Naked ABCs where we discuss all the bear naked lady songs from seven to y I am Tracy and tonight I am joined by Michelle who never has a problem with holding back her thoughts <laughs> 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 But she is polite and kind, unless it's about monkeys. She hates all of them except Peter Tork. R.I.P. Peter Tork and Davy.
1: Oh, uh, I, well, Actually, Davy Jones was my first celebrity crush. and I got, Okay,
0: so you like Davy and
1: Peter. Yes, and I got in trouble for kissing the TV. Remember how they showed their faces at the end of the show? I kissed the TV when Davy Jones was on, and my dad was not... Impressed.
2: I was always a Mickey, a Mickey <laughs> fan myself, but maybe because I'm a drummer and I'm very sarcastic, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you're totally a Mickey,
0: anyway. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes. <definitely> the Mickey. <laughs> but Michelle, you just let out a total secret. You got to watch what you're saying. Wow, you are just did letting I... people in on secrets
2: tonight. Yeah. <laughs> did you just say that out loud? <laughs> did I say that out loud? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <mah, mah, mah, mah. And I'm joined by Aaron, who is. So much of a music nerd that he knows the difference between a major seventh and a regular key, but don't ask him about seventh heaven because he'll just tell you that he loves Joshua Jackson.
2: Now, I actually oh. don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't keep my
0: mouth shut tonight I'm letting everyone's secrets out I better stop before I start talking about my family And I really dig myself a hole I mean, I love my kids But Stop what, it, Tracy! Whoa, whoa, don't, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Yeah. don't, I mean, don't, don't, don't Don't, oh, don't um, say it out loud
0: Well, well, getting on with tonight's episode We are covering Did I Say That Out Loud? Off Grinning Streak anyway you're gonna
3: be That's where I wanna be right now Fear to say that out loud Put your hands up in the air them like you care and I'll be there Anyway, you're gonna be that's where I wanna be right now for you to say that out loud whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. from 2013 uh, we are discussing Indeed. and so this was written by Kevin Griffin from better than Ezra and oh really uh, yes I and Ed Robertson together this is I could definitely the hear songs. the Ed
2: influence yeah
0: this is two of those songs that they worked together and collaborated on. We already covered one earlier. This is the second one.
1: Oh, yes. and um, Interesting. So this is
0: the third single from this album. And I think what I'm going to start doing for you, poor Aaron, I'm going to start testing you. You've now had a year's experience with naked Ladies. Oh. Now, of course, Michelle and I would totally like win this every single time. We would know the answer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you in the future episodes from here on out. Don't okay. look ahead to I see won't. what album this is on, and I want you to figure oh, out is I this knew. early or late BNL. I, here I on knew out?
2: right away with this one. <laughs> I, I think I think it was like the first second of the song when the electronic drums came in. Yes, like, Grinning <laughs> streak. I actually called the album.
0: Nice. We'll have nice. to see how
2: close you are with the album okay. from here on out. We I will can make, keep a list I'll of the sure, albums yeah, in front of I'll, you. I'll, when I, listen, when I first listen to the song, I'll just write down my guess off to which album it's off. <laughs> you guys can let me know.
1: I can uh, name that album in one note. <laughs> yeah, I did, I
2: did for this one. I, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I feel Grinning Streak definitely has, shall we say, a very much a feel about it. There, there's yes. something you can definitely very quickly identify or I was able a to. A
1: factory sound. It's just a very happy sound.
2: It It is.
0: Um, We'll
1: call it happy, sure.
0: There was also a live version of this included on the Long Weekend extended play version, but it did not make it on the Grinning Streets deluxe digital package that other things did. Also on the Long Weekend EP is Smile, Blame It On Me, Odds Are, all of which are, are acoustic. You cannot get this anymore. You cannot buy this anymore. You have to, like, search on, on the dark web oh, well. pretty much at this point <laughs> to find this. You can't find it on eBay, on Amazon, anywhere. I've looked. You have to pay for it in Bitcoin <laughs> yes. is what you're telling me.
2: <laughs> or your soul.
1: You have to collude with Russia to get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the very dark web. <laughs>
0: There's not a ton of information on this song. I scoured high and low this week to try to get as much information on this song as I could. We'll we'll talk about the video a little bit later, but let's let's start up with the music.
2: <laughs> All right, let's break it down. Break down,
1: break down,
2: break down. Here going to talk about structure and time. <laughs> okay. Did I Say That Out Loud is recorded at exactly 94 beats per minute. Uh, It does have electronic drums, very kind of simplistic. Um, I don't know if Tyler programmed them or what. We'll get into the the video later (laughs) because there's something that amuses me about that. But um, it's in the key of A major. There's a very short intro, which is pretty much using the verse chord changes. And it's verse 1, chorus, verse 2, chorus, bridge, chorus. And the end, it end ends rather abruptly. Uh, which I thought was appropriate for the video. Uh, again, we'll kinda get into that. I don't wanna I don't wanna jump the gun there. I don't wanna uh I don't wanna jump the shark.
1: <laughs> I love that you're mentioning the video, both of you, because I have something to say about the video okay. too, but oh, we'll oh, get to curious. that later. I'm very
2: curious to hear Michelle's hot take on the <laughs> video. But um okay, so no pun total, intended. Yeah, not at all. The, uh, <laughs> The intro and uh, verse chords are D, E, A, F sharp. And then the chorus is very similar. It's D, A, E, F sharp, stepping back down to D. So it all kind of, the song for the most part just kind of sits in the same space. This Mm -hmm. is something that I kind of see as a recurring trend on Grinning Streak. It's just kind of like, we're living here for the song. We kind of move around a little bit, but it's all kind of right within the same uh, kind of tonal space, and then it and then it just kind of ends. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound very enthusiastic, I guess. Um, now, something I noticed in particular on this track, there are vocal harmonies. They're in the chorus, but they're very sparse. There's not a lot of them, and they're mixed pretty low in the mix. It's hard to hear them. And even though I was straining to really kind of make them out, they just weren't the kind of beautiful and lovely harmonies that I heard in the older stuff. And mm-hmm. actually... I ended up going back and listening to "It Was a Lover and His Last" from As You Like It because I was oh. like thinking to myself, "What's a really good example of those old, you know, bare naked ladies' beautiful harmonies?" And that song is just amazing, right? Those vocal harmonies are spine tingling, yes. and the energy of the band on that tune also is so infectious. And I think maybe a lot of that comes from having Tyler play actual drums. But also just the construction of the song. There's really no comparison there. So I don't know how fair or unfair it is to compare <laughs> that that like one segment of As You Like It to to this song. But I, I kind of felt, you know, the song, it, it's, I like, you know, it's just kind of samey. Again, I, I kind of nailed, or, and immediately heard the grinning streak. I was like, yeah, that's definitely the kind of. It was very similar to like a lot of the songs we've already re- reviewed on that album I felt like, and <laughs> you know now, I mean I'm not trying to be disparaging, but that was kind of my my take on it.
0: Do you think that
2: aaron's these lukewarm are drums
0: take. that that maybe that Tyler laid down earlier, like he, like they, he laid down the drum track and then they came back in afterwards and, and did the rest of it. Like, no, I think think it's
2: programmed. It was programmed like in a, in a piece of software. I mean, uh, it's, it was simple enough that I think someone just took like, you know, fruity loops or whatever, I guess it's FL studio now or some other software. And just, I don't even think it was ever, I don't think drums electronic or not. I don't think they were played. Uh, on this tune i think it was just pro yeah i think it was just uh it it was i I couldn't really hear much in the way of fills they were very sparse and simplistic and uh um it reminds me the kind of stuff that i programmed when i was doing you know like techno and stuff like that really simple kind of just drum beats and things like that um you know i could be mistaken it could be that he laid down just a very simple beat they went in there and but it was like all tracked in MIDI. But either way, it's definitely right. electronic drums. It's definitely, um, you know, I, I.
0: Either way, that would explain why it has a different feel than the earlier BNL. Like Tyler, yeah. like throughout the whole thing, and and in reading the private stunts, public stunts, and private stories, like Tyler brought to this band a different feel, a hard harder rock. Type, not hard yeah. rock, but a harder rock type feel. And when he yeah. hit the drums versus when Jim, yeah. I mean, when Ed and and uh, Andy were taking drums way back when, like he came in and he brought some real pizzazz to it. And, and he liked to jazz a lot on the drums and kind of roll around on the drums a lot. Mm. And so they, and all things were recorded with him right there live in the studio playing. And yeah, so I. I that brings a different feel to it.
2: Yeah, I mean, something that I have mentioned in the past is a lot of my favorite tunes of theirs are not recorded to a click track. They're not using electronic drums. So they don't, you know, I can say, like, it's about this tempo, but certain segments might be a couple beats per minute faster. Certain segments maybe be a couple beats per minute slower. And depending on who you ask, there are some, like, I know some, uh, it's called math core. It's like this metal, this, like, you know, Uh, really, really, like, very technically precise. Stuff like Dream Theater. There's a local band here in Maine, or from Maine originally, called um, Last Chance to Reason. They're very impressive like that, and they're very technically talented. And I remember an interview with uh, Megadeth. They're not a math core band, but they are a metal band that took the technicality of it very seriously during this period. And then when they were recording uh, their album, um, Countdown to Extinction, they were talking about how everything had to be just perfect in the studio, and they recorded to a click track, and they they muted, like went in and digitally removed all the string noise when they were moving their fingers around, and tried to make it like pristine. And uh, in my opinion, it was kind of clinical. You know what I mean? And I don't like yes. that. I yeah. I am a fan of the human element in music. It's like when people say, "Oh man, Bob Dylan was a terrible vocalist." I'm like, "Well, I get that if you don't like his voice or delivery, I can understand that." but for me hearing him sing i hear the emotion in his voice and i hear yes. the world weariness it's the story right and it, yeah. it, for me it's an element of the music and mm. missing that you are missing something serious so like again not trying to to pile on you know uh, this album but i just feel like this is their most like clinical and cold and sterile album and it just it just doesn't have that warmth that the previous the, the older stuff does
1: and i wonder me. how much of that not to step on what you're saying, but I wonder no, how please. much of that is the time period and what's quote unquote normal. You know, everything is di- digitized now and everything is done on Pro Tools or it's, true. Um, it's the uh, you know what I mean? Like Rock the, is not the, really the industry standard is now yeah. um, R- on the computer. R- it's not...
2: R&B, hip hop, dance. It's all electronic. And that's what's like really popular right now. So whereas rock used to be the king of the mountain or whatever for a long time, even up into the 80s and 90s, I think after like the grunge uh, alternative thing died out after, you know, a few years after Kurt Cobain died, it started to kind of transition Mm. over into different. And I actually have come, I think maybe that's part of why I was kind of had some animosity towards hip hop when I was younger is because I was such a rock guy that I saw that hip hop was kind of becoming like the new the new kind of thing that everyone loved and that's where like popular music was headed. I think I was a little antagonistic towards it because of that. Now in the, in the ensuing like two decades, I've come to appreciate (laughs) a lot of, of hip hop and rap and I really like it. Um, but having said that, yeah, I think, I think you're right, Michelle, in that, that, you know, especially grinning streak was like what, like 2009, something like that. It was like late, late, Uh, Oh Okay. So it was, it wasn't this decade. Uh, six six years ago now five six that's actually pretty recent. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there is um, in the last few years there have been kind of you know there well there's been an indie rock movement for a while now and there's been like this. Um, I don't know. I want to. I guess Mumford and Sons might be a strange band to compare BNL to for a certain extent, <laughs> but like there's bands like that that are kind of folksy, rocky, indie, yep. and I feel like and the like, emotion too. Yeah, like which the, is what I like, like about that, right? Just the December, the gut churning emotion of their um, songs. Yeah. Uh, the Mountain Goats bands like that. I really like those bands. So I was hoping maybe to hear like BNL kind of take a page out of that book and kind of. Put your you know bleed on the page a little bit and put your bear your heart out you know and, and again not not that I doubt I'm not doubting that any of the sentiment expressed in any of these songs is insincere or in, or ingenuine, but I just don't feel it as strongly as I feel mm. the older stuff
1: yep it feels very air quotes polished yeah like it's polished the emotion out of it yeah
2: mustn't let them know you're human beings. <laughs> you are musical gods who are above the peasants. They must not relate to you. <laughs> you are here to provide them with amusement.
0: So, do you no, have any know, thoughts yeah. on on the music itself? Like, I, it sounded it's like, and I say this a lot on this album, <laughs> Michelle. This, this, they're playing all their instruments that they always play with very few extra elements elements in the background so yeah that's that that's all i really have to say about this like music i
1: have something to say sure out loud um <laughs> i thought it was interesting listening to the song nice today one. uh thank you thank you i'm taking a a page out of the tracy book oh i'm not supposed to say your full name the tracy beep you can beep it out the tracy la, 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 la. um You'll the beep, beep book um i thought it was interesting i you know i listened to the song several times um but at one point when i was listening to it the bridge sounded familiar to me and i'm like what am i hearing what does this sound like and yes. it sounded like um every
2: other bridge on grinning Street.
1: <laughs> it sounded like um part of the a
2: genuine spit take from tracy yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded it sounded like well when I first heard the song I'm like have I already listened to this yet yeah. and and I was like huh that's weird but the the bridge sounds like the bridge from one week like the and I'm like so yeah. if they're doing that on purpose as a nod to one week and they're being clever then I love it. But if they're just doing Recycling. something that they've always done because they always do it and they know it works, and this is from our number one hit, then I was pissed. So <laughs> I didn't, I either I was charmed or I was pissed.
2: Study in morality and how intent can really shape uh, the, the goodness yes. or badness of an action.
0: My, my yes. guess is that they have go
2: to rap music that they fill in for Ed. It wasn't yeah. that that made it offensive for me. It was that I've heard this structure before Yes. Where the where the bridge is just going to be the same damn thing we play for the for the verse except we like just play the chords. instead of going like dang ding a dang dang ding dang 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 But it's like, okay, but all you're doing is just making it more sparse and then having (laughs) Ed rap over it. It's like, ah, come on. And you have
1: that in all of your songs, so cut it out. Especially (laughs)
2: because the bridges used to be my favorite parts of the song. When Steven (laughs) was in the band, (laughs) the bridge
1: was the best part of the song. I'll just say it out loud. (laughs) And I think that's what
0: they do when they... Like, if you've heard their ad-libs live, that's what yeah. they do. Yes. Like, they, they pick a song. You know, sometimes it's one that we've come to love, like Rock and yeah. Roll by Led Zeppelin. Or, um, you know, they, they would pick a song that we recognize. Do just what you said, Aaron. They would then rap over it. You know, they keep it going for a good five minutes. Rap over it. And that gives them their bass that they need to go with. And it feels like, okay, they've done this with so many songs. And yeah. so... It's like, okay, we're gonna wrap, why don't we just keep this in here, sparse it down like you mentioned, and it will sound enough different that we can then rap I can then do my rap bit to it that I want to do. And but it, it doesn't it's... give it it doesn't make it a bridge that you naturally go, I absolutely love this. Oh my god, I gotta yeah. listen to this a million
1: times. Yeah. This I, ties everything together. No yeah. there's not that. Um I I, I think
2: mean I do thrust-
0: like the bridge in this. I have fun with the bridge in this. I like this bridge the, better than a lot of their not more bad. recent bridges. Like, it, it makes more song. sense than a lot more of his raps do with other songs, because um, at least it's sticking to the topic. Um, yeah. But, at the same time, like I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Like, I can have fun with this and stick to yeah. it. But, it's not... And it's fun to sing along with, but it's not yeah. like it's his hardest I, rap to stick with.
2: I, I think... Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, go ahead. I guess what's just so frustrating about this, and I know I've expressed a very similar sentiment probably on other songs from Grinning Streak before, so I apologize if this is re- repetitive. Um, it's kind of ironic given what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, I feel like one of the things, and I I remember when I first started doing this podcast with you guys, one of the things I expressed was my uh, sup- my delight and surprised at how all over the place the band was as far as their sound from song to song and how diverse a sound they could have from one song to another. So to hear a band that I, one of the defining factors of how I thought of Bare Naked Ladies coming into this was one of the defining factors being how broad they were and how Mm. all over the place they were and how one song could sound totally different than another. To have an album which has a defining sound it seems so i hate to say it but the word I'm, i guess i'm looking for is formulaic yes is yes that's it's the word so weird and there's this cognitive dissonance and i'm like yes. how did this happen
1: yeah when i said polished yeah. this album is polished earlier formulaic is a better word that yeah. is the word that i am going to now take instead of polished formulaic that's exactly what it is yeah but even saying that, I did like the song. Well, I mean, it was It's not a bad formula. You know?
2: yeah. I'll,
0: okay,
1: I'll, right.
2: I'll, I'll, let me put it to you another way, actually. Because, again, in case, in case the guys are listening, we love you guys. We love, we love you. you, you. Yes. We, we want, hold you come to this high standard yeah. because we love you. Uh, I, I, and I do hope that they hear this. I mean, again, this is not our most complimentary episode. There's a lot of great episodes where we sing your praises nonstop. But, I mean, we try and be honest here, keeping it real. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, later. But, yeah, right? Uh, uh, (laughs) But, you know, I mean, the the joke that my brother used to tell about Rage Against the Machine, a band that I quite enjoy, he would say, I like their song. (laughs) And it's like, I love Rage Against the Machine, but I get it. I get it. Yes. A lot of their songs sound the same because they have a formula, and it's like, this is the the Rage Against the Machine formula. And And it totally works for them. Yeah, and it totally works. And it's great. And I think that... To whatever extent, I think this formula does also work for Bare Naked Ladies. But since we have heard in the past such a mm. great variance in their work, it's just a little frustrating to to see that kind of narrow down to a fine band. And and I think um, we was it Greg. Uh, we had we had a guest on very recently who was talking about how um, was talking about how like. You know, I think they found something that works for them, and I can understand that, and I can, I can, yeah. can kind of, like, be like, okay, I get it. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> You're not restaurant, living up
1: to their potential.
2: If your favorite restaurant had all manner of different things, this, like, wonderful steak, and it had a great, like, vegan dish, and it had, like, sushi. Mac and cheese. And then it also had a really good burger. There was nothing wrong with it. It was a very solid burger. And then they just said, you know what? We're just doing burgers from now on. You'd be a little disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. And I wouldn't go as often. <laughs> right, yeah, that's the thing. So, I mean that, that's Where the one Where is my paying.
1: sushi?
0: And that's a really good analogy to bring it to because this I song come up with very Gilles good because burger. they have such variety and they yeah. have they do it all really well most of the time. And I I'm usually right on board with them and and this album does very much feel and maybe it's just because of the, the group of them that we've hit here in a row, but it does have that very yeah. much that feel that they're all very mm. sounding very much the same um, and maybe it is because they've come to i I, I want to keep coming back to that. I think it's because they came to that point of acceptance at this point in, of of that big loss because the other album before this doesn't sound like this. I mm. haven't given Silver Ball a fair chance to listen to fully, like I've said, I've listened to bits and pieces. Fake nudes, I think, is a bit of a recovery from this. Um, so, and not to say I don't like the song because, once again, you will see later, I do like the song. So,
2: this song sounds very similar to "Best Damn Friend" to me.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Which is the also same album. The same album. Yeah. So, I mean,
2: that's, yeah. that's the problem. I yes. think you know.
1: And that is that the other one that uh, what's his face wrote with Ed. I yeah. uh,
0: I want to say
2: that yes. would explain um, a lot. I just
0: saw it and bringing it home.
2: Bring this it home. Oh, one. okay. And you know what? But that was gave, off of that you know was a silver ball, though, wasn't it? Or was that um, not silver ball? That Bring it home. Fake, fake news? news. Yeah, fake but news. But here's
0: the funny thing. Do you remember the rating
2: that we gave that one?
1: Uh how many drum
2: machines?
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, so we definitely
2: noticed it both times. Tyler, <laughs> there it is. Tyler, fight the power, man. Next time they pull out <laughs> a drum machine, you tell them throw that thing in the garbage and put me on a throne, man.
1: <laughs> that's right.
2: Let me play! Let, let, let my drum go. set go! Yeah. <laughs> As a drummer, that means a lot to me. So, the I also... So,
0: around the lyrics, do we have any thoughts around the lyrics? I have a few, but I want to throw it out to you guys. What are your thoughts on the lyrics?
1: I didn't really pay attention. Like, nothing... <laughs> nothing. Um, it wasn't
0: that catchy, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, like, the melody was nice, but I just... Nothing, you know, usually there's something that will draw me in, and I, because I'm a reader of lyrics, like I will read the liner notes, I will look up the lyrics online, and you know, look for something clever. This I didn't really feel compelled to dig in. Um, not to sound like I didn't do my job this week, but it was like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Seems like a
2: simple little love song, and there's simple. nothing wrong with
1: it. Yeah. Right.
0: it's a silly little love song but no seriously like like you have something like but it's no paul
1: mccartney and wings
0: well that's the thing you have a song like paul mccartney and wings which it is silly little love song is a very simple song when it comes to lyrics but it is so damn complex around all the Mm. rest of the song that you can't Mm. help but listen to it like, and I love that song, you know, and, and we'll listen to it a million times because it's so complex. And I keep finding something new each time, but the lyrics are really simple. I would say the lyrics are very sim- simple in this. They're very catchy. They're very, very singable. Like, if you're trying to get a top 40 hit, like, I this is one that I would say, yeah, this is definitely a single. You're trying to throw it out there. And, yes. And get this to catch fire. And I could see that. Um, I would say it's not the smartest lyrics that has ever written. He he's witty, he's funny and not today.
2: <laughs> this is a very straightforward song. There's not too much in the realm of, you know, uh wordplay. Um and there, you know not that every song has to have that. I did like um I did like the line, I don't know what's got a hold of me, alcohol or alchemy. That was, yes. that, was that was nice. I like that. That was a good one. Yeah. But other than <laughs> that I like the that,
1: woes. I like the sound of the woes okay. in the I chorus. Were, I thought you
2: were being sarcastic. But no,
1: no, no! I'm being serious. Nice <laughs> like lyrics.
2: Whoa! Did you get <laughs> Joey Lawrence to write that for you. I
1: whoa. um. Whoa. Sorry, I'm all over the place. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, the lyrics are simple and they're fine, but I I should have said I like the sound yeah. of the yeah. woes. Like no, that I was too.
2: there was a lot. It, of, was I mean, it's to
1: pleasing like to listen to, but it's just not. It's, I like it better than Best Damn Friend. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think the woes do. I know to to back you up on that, I think it brings it up to another level because it has that extra layer behind it. And I, yes, it's a beautiful layer. It's once again them doing harmonies, it's once again them adding a little bit extra to the song. And they're fun to sing to like that. One of the things that the Beatles did very well was they knew when to throw in those catchy back backing sounds that make no sense, that aren't necessary but they add to the feel of the song and that's what the woes Mm -hmm. do in this song yep
1: Yep. yeah i mean
0: uh, i mean i I think this song would be even lower on the chart whether if those woes were not there
1: yes agreed for sure yeah yep yep
0: yeah 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 you were gonna say something there and i just like
2: (laughs) no it's i just you know (laughs) it's not it's not a bad tune it's just not you
1: know. He's disappointed. I can hear the disappointment in your voice, Aaron. I, I just I'm sorry. You, know, I, you know, it's just, you
2: know, every week we talk about a different tune. And every week, think of it this way having been as delighted in the past as I have by mm. such songs as Alcohol or Aluminum mm. or uh, Alternative Girls, conventioneers. Conventioners, Brian Wilson, knowing that there's, okay, it's like knowing that there's so many goodies in the box. when you When you reach down and you pull out, it's like, oh, this is fine, and I mean that seriously. I'm not being sarcastic.
0: You
1: keep getting or the orange-covered chocolate, fine. and it's like, oh. I was just
0: going to the same thing you were okay. going to, Michelle. <laughs> yes. That's why I was like, laughing, because I was picturing it's like getting, down into the chocolate box. You know what? Box. It's and like getting, getting the a, orange cream.
1: Yes. It's like getting Tracy
0: a
2: green and I are right Skittles. on the
1: same wavelength. Like, ew. And being
2: and being like, I wish the old days when Stephen was in Skittles <laughs> and Stephen gave me the lime instead of the green apple. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> Where's the dark chocolate truffle yeah. that I was promised? It's like when they light.
0: took away the light brown M&M. What are you doing? <laughs> no. My
2: my mother always told me that uh, B&L was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah.
0: so I guess and then one what... day you lose your, your, your taste. And Eminem And you're like No
2: So I know they can't All be Brian Wilsons You know But like Every time you reach in You're like Oh what could this be And then You know I've, I've very very rarely Been disappointed You know I've very rarely Been genuinely Be like Oh no I don't like this song Um So that's That's saying something Especially given All the songs We've covered already And how many We have to go Um you know, it's a, it's a good song. It's, it's uh, certainly if, if, you know, I really don't listen to the radio. Because uh, if you already knew, I was a pretentious douchebag. <laughs> I haven't owned uh, cable television for 20 years. Um, I'm one of those people. I'm one of, I admit it. I'm one of those people. I don't listen to the radio. But if I did and the song came on, I would not change the channel.
1: No, it's Right. Fun. It's nice. Like, this is a song that's on the radio in the background when you're driving to the grocery store. Well, we would be doing
0: if- a disservice to the song if we didn't take a few moments to discuss the video that went through yes. the we song. Yes!
1: I, there a lot. I know Michelle's
2: first- got a hot take on this, so let's this let, let Michelle... This is the first
0: compilation that they did with rooster, feet, uh, rooster teeth.
2: Rooster feet.
0: rooster. My God, Tracy. Bawk, bawk. Back up. Try it again. First compilation that they did with rooster teeth. I'm keeping that in. <laughs>
1: You should. Do it. You should. Yeah, Rooster Teeth. You're saying it out loud. Uh, Teeth, you said it out loud. It's staying it in loud? the in the episode. You did say it out loud. The all Rooster mistakes
2: today have to put out there cuz
0: they okay. said out loud. Okay. I, I think yeah. that's fair. i am not Rooster editing cheese. this week at all.
2: Don't. I'm so sorry, folks. Um <laughs> Rooster Teeth, of course, rose to fame with their Halo-driven Machinima production, Red vs. Blue, which I remember seeing back in college. And then, of course, more recently, they're known for the anime-style animation, *Ruby*. I did not know they made music videos until I saw this, so that was very interesting for me. Um, I guess I'll, I'll just finish. I have, a, very, I have a, a quick take on this, and then I, I know Michelle's got a hot take, so I'll just hand over the talking stick to her. Uh, I thought the video was cute, uh, and probably a little better than the song itself. If you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. I do recommend it. It visually tells the story of a guy who's trying to be romantic with a special lady over the internet and accidentally goes viral in an embarrassing (laughs) video. He goes through the ups and downs of internet fame and eventually gets over it and the couple have a triumphant reunion. It's very sweet. You know what? It is, like the song, quite inoffensive. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And just to provide some information before we go to Michelle's hot take.
2: Please, please.
0: So... (laughs) This was a video. I love some of the nice little throw things, throwaways that they throw in there. So the woman, the, the, I don't know if you'd call it Instagram or what you would, it's basically some kind of social media of some sort. Her name My on Myspace. Yeah. <laughs> her My name face. on it is maybe Katie 19. I love it. Thank <laughs> you. Nice throwaway B&L. Um, so this is Meg Turner, who is a cosplay person, known for her cosplay, her web series. She's a co-host for The No and The Patch, um, which is a gaming podcast, Aaron. Oh, nice. She is also in the movie Laser Team, which we'll be getting to at the beginning of next year. And she's dating, at the time and still currently, the other person in this video, who is Gavin Free. Um, he is an English actor, director, cinematographer, and, of course, internet personality. He was the former creative director of Rooster Teeth. And he mm. directed season seven of Red vs. Blue, as well as being the voice of, of uh, Jones in Red vs. Blue. He was Woody in Laser Team, which we get to talk about next year. He's also in the Odds Are video, which we'll come back to in a couple of years. And he's the creator and co-host of the Slow Mo Guys web series, which is what really made him big.
2: So, there's I all the I think I met him. He looked familiar in the video. I think I met him at PAX East two years ago. I don't know if he was there or not, but he, he looked familiar. We met some guys from Rooster Teeth, and I might it might have been Gavin. He, so that's really
0: interesting. cool. Interesting. So big man in Rooster Teeth like for a very long time. He was like the big... The big actor, the big writer for them, as well as the co the co founder of it, um, so our creative director of it. So like he was a big man for Rooster Teeth. So if they were there, my guess is that he was there.
2: Interesting. Interesting. So I might have met him. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, kind of a weird. That was for Control throws, By the way, check us out at controlthrows uh, <laughs> dot com or Twitch TV slash but if you, uh, you meet know. him this year, you'll have to ask yes. him to come on. Oh my God, I will. I'll be like, you know, you were in a music video for a song that we had a lukewarm response to on my podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. You know what? I thought he looked familiar too, but I kept thinking he looked like Wallowitz from Big Bang Theory. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. So a little that's bit. so. Like, I saw him for a second, and then I didn't care who it was because in my mind, it was Wallowitz in the video. <laughs> And that was it. And before I get into my hot take, my hot take kind of (laughs) ties in with the ratings. So I don't know if it's too soon to move to the ratings. No. Okay. So I liked the video. I thought it was cute. Like, I think if I was a teenager and I saw this on MTV, because MTV played music videos when I was a teenager, that That actually happened. Yeah. Um, that actually happened, bleak, bleep, years ago, we're not going to say. <laughs> Back um, in
2: 19... <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Um, I would have seen the video and liked it and thought it was interesting and eye-catching and gotten into them that way. Um, but the the video was funny. I thought it was hilarious. And... Um, My hot take on this ties in with the ratings because the ratings that we are going by are fire crotches. Fire crotch. We are going to rate (laughs) the song by... Only the redhead of the group
2: could get away
0: with
3: saying that.
1: (laughs) How many fire crotches are we going to give (laughs) this song? Uh, And I'll start with my rating if we're ready to go there. Um, Because I feel like we... You know, the song is is mediocre. It's fine. It's not horrible. Um, and I gave it a three point three three fire crotches, says the ginger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. Nice.
1: And I, I kept seeing three 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 all day today, like on the clock and different places. So I just felt like and I was going to just give this a three. But I'm like, no, I'm going to give this a three point three three. And that's what I say, um, Aaron. Why don't we go to you? Okay. And well, how many fire crotches do you give this song? A-
2: apparently, my <laughs> apparently my mouth was on fire, uh, and I had to put it out with Haterade. So, uh, oh, uh, I did not oh, like before- it as much as you. I here is the deal. I remember... uh, Hold on. I want to check on my my score for... While
1: you're checking on your score, I just want to say, I'm choosing fire crotches for the rating (laughs) of this song. Just to clarify with everybody listening, um, the guy sets himself on fire when he's trying to woo this (laughs) girl over the internet. He's trying to play his guitar and he's got a lot of candles and then he sets his crotch on fire (laughs) with the candles. So that's why I'm rating it fire crotches. And it goes viral. so. So... That's why. It's not inappropriate.
2: (laughs) It's a little inappropriate, but that's okay. So are we. (laughs) Um, I remember for Boomerang, I don't remember what my original score was. I amended it to three. I think I might have Mm -hmm. raised it. I remember being the one who didn't like Boomerang as much as you guys. But I kept thinking back to Boomerang during the song. I like Boomerang more than I like the song. So I can't rate it higher than a three, which is what I had. So unfortunately, it's definitely above average. And I like it more than something like, um, you know, like, bring it home, which was fine. But, you know, it's not nothing to write home home about or bring it home about if you catch my drift. Uh, You know, and I like it better than, like, their Ald Lang sign cover. I like it better. I like it maybe even a little bit better than another heartbreak. Um, So for me, this is 2.8 fire crotches. There you go. Um, And if I can say something real quick before we throw it over to Tracy... I've been thinking a lot about why I'm so turned off by Grinning Streak. And I think the main thing, I said that the, the, song, the video, like the song, was inoffensive. And that's, I mean, a fire crotch might be a little offensive to some people, but uh, uh, the main thing is, it also
1: He said his crotch on fire. <laughs> How else would I say it? <laughs> the, Crotch um,
2: fires? Crotch
0: fires. That's the com. most
1: remarkable... Crotch fire is even Hashtag, worse. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: Crotch fire. Join the conversation. Hashtag crotch fire. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, that's probably, probably why I just like the children's songs, too, on the whole. I feel like... Safe is the word I want to use. And my favorite songs are ones like Alcohol or Alternative Girlfriend or Conventioneers. Songs that have an element of dark humor and self-examination. And those elements seem to be in greater abundance in their earlier work. And I don't think it's completely due to Stephen Page's influence no longer being present, although that's clearly a factor. Uh, Clearly, but I think it's also a result of the guys aging and becoming family men we saw this with the Indiana Jones movies like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull stay with me here <laughs> in all <laughs> all the interviews surrounding that film everyone's talking about how Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are older now and they're family men and it shows and the way they work well that uh-huh. movie was also PG-13 and also if you compare it to like the Nazis getting their skulls melted off in the original Raiders of the Lost Dark or certainly like temple of doom that was a really dark messed up movie and actually yes. probably my favorite and i know i'm a weirdo for saying that but i really love nope. temple of doom <laughs> so you are I'm a, I'm a weirdo and i'm comfortable with that you know but i and know that's what I like. why you're here i know what i like and i don't like safe and middle of the road so i think yeah. depending on how you measure success and this is the thing right because clearly bnl doesn't need me or anyone to approve of their songs um but if they set out to go like middle-of-the-road bouncy rock song that appeals to the greatest amount of people who listen to the radio, they have almost assuredly met their goal. And that was mm-hmm. almost probably assuredly their goal, right? So, I mean, that's great. But for my money, I'd rather have a weird eccentric song with jazz fusion influences and gorgeous vocal harmonies and kind of weird yes. dark dark black humor lyrics. And, oh, I forgot one last thing. I promise I'll stop. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler was on the drum set in the video, and I'm like, How? <laughs> Because <laughs> it's just like a loop. It's like a drum loop. And they got They're him playing the drums in the us. video. Now, there are such a thing as MIDI trigger pads where you can, like, attach these tiny pads to actual drums. And when you hit the drum, it'll trigger, like, a MIDI uh, trigger to to play, like, the electronic drum. But do they do this live? Is that what he's doing live? Surely not. I mean, is he just play syncing? You know? I just thought back to the weird... Uh, Nirvana on top of the Pops where Kirk Cobain's just like literally moving his hand up and down in front of the guitar <laughs> you know? I was like there's this weird element of uh of uh like cognitive dissonance there so I just wanted to comment on that uh, having said all that again I-, I like this song it's better than average Uh don't hate on me for don't hate the hater <laughs> but that's just my 2.8 fire crotches from Aaron
1: <laughs> alright Tracy I'm how many person- fire crotches do you give this song <laughs>
0: I don't believe I have to say this. Sorry, <laughs> I, as a person who has actually seen this song played live twice yes. now,
2: because
0: yes. I've been to enough concerts since the 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 breakup. They do play. You know, Tyler is definitely playing the drums live. Um, and I every time I've been like, I've never broken it down. I've never sat there and listened to this like with with thought about this song before. Yeah. I like it live better than I do on this album. Mm, more and energy, probably, probably. I'm sure. Because there's more I'm energy, sure. because Tyler brings yeah. energy to every song he plays. Um, he actually feeds off the energy of the audience most of the time, and, yes. and loves yes. it. So, um, so that there kind of can. explains my feelings about that. I'm not going to take that into account when I'm, when I'm giving my numbers tonight, though. It's just about the song that's on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the video. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I love it's it's it, even more so than the song. There's a social commentary that goes to yes. this yes. music video, yes. where it's following along and it's saying about it. It has a social commentary about how people go viral and the effects it has on people's lives. Mm. And I like that. Um, it tells a story. Like this is one of those videos that tells a story, which is really cool. Um, once again, I'm not going to let that affect my numbers either. This is just about the song itself. Um, I think it's an apropos number given old old uh, music and how it used to come out on 33 and a third, and I can't give out a 33 and a third, so I'm going to give the closest <laughs> thing. Once again, Michelle and I are on the same again. Mm. 3.33. Yes. It's a good, yes. fun song to listen to. I like it better than 2020 Hindsight. Um, I like it better than... than uh crawl uh bringing it home so i i think it deserves that 3.33
1: yeah exactly i agree good so that brings us to it's at 3.15 is the average and ooh that's so it's right below bag of bones um that's a 3.17 so this is right below that And right above 2020 Hindsight. So it's right between those two. Nice. Yeah. That works.
0: So as we're finishing up the D's this month, I'm going to slip over into the appearances real quick. uh, Because we're kind of running long today. And we are not, throughout this podcast, as we've discussed, like, uh, we've discussed, us three, um, we're not going to cover the ad libs. They are officially on some of the the sticks and and on some of the albums and stuff like that. I don't think they're appropriate to discuss because we'd be here forever. Because they've done so Mm. many ad-libs and released so many of them. They're not Mm. proper songs, uh, so to speak. So we're going to leave them out. But I do recommend that people go out there on the uh, Barenaked Ladies on a Stick. There are two ad-libs that are on there. One of them is called Cheryl Teagues that they uh, did in Las Vegas in 2004 uh, about gambling and visiting a steam room. And there is one (laughs) called Diarrhea of a Man um, from the Rochester, Massachusetts um, concert in 2004. Um, It was a wrap for the show and I guess you could probably guess what the song was about. I recommend going and listen to it. It is them early on, still with Steve, having a lot of fun, and it's just Great to listen to. If you've never seen them live when Steve was around, this is one of those great things to kind of go back and watch because it's really Mm. enjoyable to listen to the two of them going with each other. This week, as we're recording it, we're recording a little bit ahead of time because we had an interview last week. But I don't know if we have. I I think we have a few German followers out there, and I'm wondering if if they know that it's St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. Do Germans celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Do they know it's St. Patrick's Day? Uh, (laughs) Well, that doesn't matter. Next week we're going to talk about Do They Know It's Christmas?
2: (laughs) Do they know it's St. Patrick's Day? (laughs) Oh, dearie dear. So
0: join us as we return to Christmas once again. We seem to be bouncing around from Grinning Street to, to kids songs to, to the Christmas songs over and oh, over again as we. are in
1: the it's the Bermuda Triangle of bare naked ladies <laughs> songs.
0: We can't get out. Help, Help us. us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're stuck. Oh, that's hilarious. Our record has
0: skipped over. <laughs> so join like us boomerang. next week. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you next week. <laughs>
1: Bye, everybody. Time.
2: Bye-bye. <laughs> I know
3: you're not to oh, can tell. Oh, well. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football